At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 341 on Now You Know. Thank you to Moomoo for sponsoring today's show. Looking for a stock trading platform with a ton of cool features? No commissions on stocks, ETFs, or options tradings. And no account minimums. So you get easy-to-use, pro-grade tools with real-time level 2 data and AI-supported alerts. You can trade around the clock in the U.S. and easily access global markets, all while getting 24-7 customer support. If you want to stay up to date on Tesla's business data like vehicle deliveries and production, Moomoo is a great source. And right now, Moomoo is giving away free stocks. If you sign up using the Now You Know link, you'll get one free stock for opening an account, four more free stocks if you deposit just $100, and another 10 free stocks if you deposit $1,000. And get this, using our special Moomoo link below gets you two additional free stocks. That means in total, you could receive up to 17 free stocks. Use the link down below in the description for more details and join Moomoo today. You can choose when to trade, but don't miss out on the big bonus. So Tesla tweeted this video out over the weekend. Is that a slide? That is a slide at Giga Berlin. This is obviously a recruiting tool. And to prove it, they tweeted this right out afterwards. I feel like if I worked there, I'd always be coming up with excuses to go downstairs like, hey, Franz, you want a cup of coffee? Yeah, I'll go to the break room and I'll get it for you. Whee! I know. It's such a brilliant idea. It, mm. it brings in those who want to work for like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I wonder if you're like me. I don't know. I grew up watching the original, you know, with Gene mm. Wilder. And I wonder if Elon, who's about the same age as me, like had the dream about running a fantastical factory. Yeah, but didn't Willy Wonka get rid of all of his human workers and have Oompa Loompas work in the... Oh. Oompa, oompa, doompa dee doo. We are the Tesla bots working for you. So Stephen Blink on Twitter posted the first photos of the new version 4 Tesla superchargers, which went online last week in Hardevik, Netherlands. First up, the new taller cabinet design. Yeah, a bit taller than the old ones. I think, as you pointed out earlier, to get this, the new charging cable, which is now 30% longer than the version 3 supercharger cable. It's about 3 meters or almost 10 feet long, which should make it easier for non-Teslas to plug in. You guys should let us know about that, though, because I still feel like that's not long enough for cars that have it like further in, like on an F-150. 
Yeah, let us know. But I think, again, it's so funny. The cabinet had to be taller in order for the cable to be longer. That it, You start to get into some real trigonometry there. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that that's interesting. Next is the charging speed. Steven took pictures of the cabinet's label. And even though the rated voltage is the same as a version 3 supercharger, the rated current appears to be higher at 615 amps versus 425 amps for the version 3. So version 4 is on the left, version 3 here is on the right. So even though nobody has reported anything more than 250 kilowatts yet, if you do the math, as Jesse pointed out, it is possible that perhaps version 4 could deliver up to 615 kilowatts of power in the future. And um, it's a lot of power. I mean, I think this is going to mean that Cybertruck should be able to charge even faster. Like what if it could pull 500 kilowatts? That would, I mean, that's stupid fast. I mean, that would be too fast almost. You'd be like, I'm going to plug in and go get something to eat. And, oh, I got to leave. I know. we're gonna. It's going to be back to <laughs> gas station where it's like, do I even go in? Oh, I just have to go to the bathroom. Because, I mean, I want to point out 250 kilowatts into a, a you know Model 3, Model Y, that could be 1,000 miles per hour. So 500 kilowatts could be something like 2,000 miles an hour. That's just insane. Yeah. I mean, we might have to come up with a new word for superchargers. Ubercharger. <laughs> So it was hard to come up with a headline for this story, I must admit. Is this the story about Tesla refusing to accept California Energy Commission Clean Transportation Rural Electric Vehicle Charging Program funding of $6 million to build hundreds of supercharger stalls because it requires multiple payment systems and Tesla only has one way to pay, which is through the app? Yep. Can you see why it was hard to boil that down to a headline? So Tesla's policy and business development lead in California, Jennifer Cohen, sent this letter to the California Clean Energy Commission. She said the CEC has been a great visionary in the expansion of EV charging infrastructure in California. Unfortunately, due to unnecessarily cumbersome payment infrastructure requirements, we are unable to utilize this award. So does this mean that Tesla won't be getting federal money to build superchargers? I don't think that's the case. Uh, see, this was a state program, really has nothing to do with the $7.5 billion in federal funding for EV charging infrastructure. Mm. And look, I get why the CEC wants multiple ways for EV drivers to be able to pay for charging. They think that way more ways to pay makes it easier for EV drivers. And I understand why Tesla doesn't want to add screens and credit card readers to their superchargers. It's more added expense. It's more to break. And it's obvious that their existing design works great. Along with the fact that having non-Tesla drivers using the Tesla app to pay for charging brings more potential customers into Tesla's universe. Once you get the Tesla app, you're more likely to buy a Tesla or Tesla Solar or Powerwalls or Tesla Insurance. Right. And in this case, I just think that Tesla didn't need the hassle for only $6 million, which works out to about $14,000 per stall. So that would have been a 56-stall supercharger in Baker, California, a 100-stall site in Willows, another 100-stall location in Barstow, and a 164-stall site in Kolinga. Uh, by the way, how did you get the 14,000 per stall number? Oh, I took the $6 million of funding and I divided it by the total number of stalls, 420 supercharger stalls. <laughs> 420. <laughs> and I don't know, so comment below what you think, but I think that Tesla's still probably going to go ahead and build superchargers. I don't think they're just going to be like, no, screw it. I mean, they, they need them. Um, I just don't think they care about the 6 million bucks. Uh, yeah. And also... Yeah, putting a credit card reader on the outside. I mean, I've seen enough of these at other charging stations. They don't work right. like 50% of the time. Um, maybe Tesla could improve that number with some of their magic, but I just, unless they're going to redesign credit card readers. It's just so nice to plug your car in and not have to think about it. I know. Tesla's Giga Berlin Gigafactory is currently permitted to build 500,000 vehicles per year. 
So Tesla is currently building about 4,000 vehicles per week and should be hitting 5,000 per week soon at Giga Berlin. That would be an annual run rate of over a quarter of a million cars. We now learn from RBB, and this is translated from German. According to Tesla, the application for partial approval that has now been submitted to the Responsible State Office for the Environment, LFU, primarily relates to changes to the existing plant. It serves to further expand production on the factory premises. As a spokesman for the LFU announced, Tesla has applied for an increase in production capacity from the current 500,000 vehicles per year to 1 million vehicles per year in the future. The production facilities required for this are to be set up on the existing factory premises. However, the mark of 500,000 cars per year has not yet been reached. The biggest hurdle should be water usage, and Tesla has said that it won't need more fresh water due to Tesla's water reuse program. So fingers crossed that the LFU grants the permits so that Giga Berlin can blast off to 1 million vehicles per year. That would be four times what they're producing today. Hey, and if you like Tesla making more cars and you like the show, hit the like button. It really helps us out. So there's a new feature coming to the Tesla app, which is called Drive on Sunshine. Get the cleanest charge for your car. Long Zhang says, looks like Tesla's adding native charge on excess solar functionality with Powerwall integration. Quote, plug in your vehicle at home during the day to charge using the excess clean energy generated by your solar system, not yet live in app. So wait, if it hasn't gone live yet, then how do people know it's coming? Well, because it's been spotted in the underlying code. In the code, it says uh, what we just read. It also says set your charge limits and location and tell your vehicle when and where to charge only from excess solar. It also says set your vehicle's battery to charge as usual from any available sources for enough daily driving range and then reserve part of your vehicle's battery to charge only when excess solar is available. This new solar feature seems to be in the newest version of the Tesla app 4.19.0, but it doesn't appear to be live yet. So this would basically allow me to set a normal charge level and then, so what do they mean by excess solar? Is that basically um, whatever my house is drawing, so my refrigerator and lights and computer and other stuff that's running. Um, but if my solar is generating more than that, it could be selling it back to the grid, but it might make more financial sense for me to have it charge up my car so that way I don't have to pay for that electricity later. Yeah, I don't know how complex the app is yet because in our state of Massachusetts, we don't have a tiered electricity rate structure, just one set rate all throughout the day. So mm. we could just set that fader and, and forget about it. But if you live in a place where it's like, okay, well, at uh, 6 a.m. things change, I don't know if this app takes that into consideration yet. I mean, it would get pretty complicated because it would depend on which grid you're on. Yeah, and I mean, you might be able to also use scheduled charging, but I think that it's going to be a fun thing for people to play around with uh, in the near future. So if you're an energy nerd, um, get ready to have another tool in your tool belt. It's like grid to vehicle. Also, though, Tesla has added this, the ability to see the portion of your car's battery that is unavailable due to the pack being cold. And normally you'd have to like go in your car to see that. Now you can see it directly in the charging slider. Yeah. Um, I think that that's pretty helpful. It gives you a sense of how much range is going to be kind of locked up in your battery being cold. Yeah. It lets you see it before you get out to the car because that could change things, right? If you're going for a long drive and you see this like two hours before that, you're like, oh, let me charge up some more. Or let me warm up the car. Mm -hmm. And to aid in driving on sunshine, Tesla has finally added the option for refreshed Model S and Model X owners to get their wheels retrofitted to a steering wheel instead of a yoke. Oh, right. There was a few months there where the yoke steering wheel was the only option. So owners can just take their cars down to the service center for replacement. 
Well, they can scan this code, which will take them to a special page on their app. And the code only works if you have a Model S or X. Uh, the retrofit costs $960. I mean, does it really matter that much? I mean, why not just keep the yoke? Well, you wouldn't want anything to go wrong at high speed. High speed? Yeah, the Tesla Model S Plaid was supposed to be able to hit 200 miles an hour when it was unveiled, but it's been software limited at 163 miles an hour since its release. So is Tesla gonna like unlock it with software? Well, last year Tesla came out with track mode for the Model S Plaid, which upped the top speed to 175 miles an hour. Uh, but some leaked information showed that it's about to get a whole lot faster. You know how fast you were going? A <laughs> lot faster than that. <laughs> So did Tesla upgrade the motors to get a faster speed? Actually, the brakes. Wait, how does that make a car go faster? It doesn't. It just makes it go faster, safer. Tesla started offering a $20,000 brake upgrade um, for the Model S Plaid last year, but it hadn't actually installed any of them yet. However, race car driver Sebastian Vittel, one of Tesla's trusted drivers, got to go for a spin in an unlocked plaid, and he posted that on his YouTube channel. According to him, he was able to get the car up to 350 kilometers an hour. What is that in miles per hour? Oh, 217, 218. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, now we didn't get to actually see the car doing 200 miles an hour in the video since he was just breaking a lap record at uh, Circuit de Bresse in France, uh, but he did pin this comment on his video. Whoa, so it looks like this may be the summer of Model S Plaid. Yes, uh, 218 miles an hour. So I didn't get that before. Right, if you don't have good enough brakes, then yeah, you can hit that speed, but then you can't stop. Stop this thing! We can't stop. It's too dangerous. Now, I think that a lot of people know that it doesn't cost $20,000 to upgrade uh, to decent enough brakes. Yeah, why is it so this. expensive? I mean, look, if you, if you bought the Plaid, if you give a Musa muffin... Uh, they're going to want some jam to go with it. So a lot of people are going to want to be able to have the option to do over 200 miles an hour, which I do think is a little psychotic. Um, but, you know, if you're in track mode and you're on a track or some kind of private safe course, place, a yeah. safe place and wear a helmet, get a roll cage, five point yeah, safety harness, just be just be safe. Um, then, you know, that's up to them. And if wow. Tesla wants to get a really good margin on some brake upgrades, then that's what they're going to do. Because wow. I think that this would allow them to not unlock the 200 miles an hour unless you pay yeah. Tesla the $20,000. I think it's their way of making sure that you have that brake package. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice little sales ladder for Tesla where it's like, oh, you bought the Model S Plaid because you wanted the coolest car. Oh, well, do you want the really coolest car? Do they have a badge for that? <laughs> I don't know. They should. So Aptera, the three-wheeled solar-powered EV startup in San Diego, California, has been awarded the California Energy Commission's $21 million matching grant. Now, the matching part is important, and it's why Aptera has also rolled out its Accelerate Aptera fundraising program back in January. So as part of that program, the first 2,000 people to put down at least $10,000 will get priority deliveries of the first production vehicles. So far, Aptera has raised $8.2 million from 561 investors. And as the deadline was looming to close on March 26th, Aptera announced the other day that they are extending the deadline until all 2,000 slots are filled. Now, this is important for Aptera because the California Energy Commission's grant is a matching grant. The plan appears to be that Aptera will spend $21 million on machines and tools necessary to build the vehicles at their plant in San Diego, and then the California Energy Commission will reimburse them for those purchases. 
So, I mean, we kind of said this when the program rolled out. We're like, it's exciting to see people signing up for this, but like, when will it kind of just level off? And I think it has. And I think that maybe by getting the matching grant, that might bring in some new investment where people are like, oh, okay, so my dollars will go further. But we'll have to wait and see. It's kind of like a matching fund drive. Right, exactly. Hey, and you know, our show is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. So head on over there if you want to find out everything about Cybertruck news. I mean, they've got discussions and community where enthusiasts and future owners are hanging out, talking about all the cool stuff that is being found out about Cybertruck. We get a lot of our information from them. So go check that out. And also don't forget, they have a 3D configurator where you can visualize the Cybertruck in any color, wrap, and logo. Zach and I are planning to attend Micromobility Europe 2023. Yeah, we've been telling you about this for a few weeks now, and I'm really getting excited because it's not that far away. June 8th and 9th this summer, we're going to be hanging out in Amsterdam with you guys. So please, if you're living in Europe or going to be visiting, um, please join us. I mean, not only will you get to check out top global brands, builders, investors, and thinkers in this immersive event, but we have an exclusive discount for you guys. Go to this link down below and save 20% off the ticket price now. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. They're going to have rides. They're going to have test tracks. Mm -hmm. You can test out all of the different vehicles that they have. I'm really excited to see what people think. If you haven't tried a small, you know, e-bike or e-scooter before, I think you're going to have a really good time at this event. Yeah. Can't wait to see you guys there. So we reviewed another EV charger over on our Now Let's Review channel, the Topdon Pulse Q EV charger. All the chargers that we've reviewed have their pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, everyone out there with an EV has different features that they're looking for. Some want like a longer charging cable. Some want the charger to be robust and to stand up to the elements well. Some want it to just be cheap, nothing fancy. And that's why we review them for you, so you can get our take. Two people who do a lot of EV charging and have for years. So go check out our review of the Top Don Pulse Q. And as our patrons know, we have been giving away a lot of EV chargers. Yet another perk of joining our Patreon and supporting the work we do. So join us and perhaps you will become a winner just like... Our buddy Joe. Yeah, he said, this is the EV charger for me. I bought a Model X last summer and have only been able to charge with 110 at my shop and home. And so, Joe, yeah, you'll be getting this EV charger. Uh, thanks for being our patron. And if you'd like to support the show and have chances to win things like this, um, head on over to patreon.com slash now you know. And speaking of new EV products that you can't live without, Tesla launched this new product on their website last week, a Tesla branding iron. Oh, I want to get one. Sorry, it's sold out. And it would cost you $70 if you could get one. Well, Tesla says here, mark any occasion with the Tesla branding iron. Inspired by the Tesla Cyber Rodeo event, this branding iron features a hand-finished food-grade stainless steel head with a custom-milled hardwood handle. Ideal for stamping the signature T logo onto food items like burger patties and buns or natural materials like wood and leather goods. Heat and stamp with caution. And then it gives this warning. That's nothing to play so, with, oh, man. This is not a toy. The stuff you know nothing about. Um, my question, though, is why does Tesla come out with products and then they never stock enough of right. them. Right. Haven't they learned that every single time they do this, that there's a run on them and uh, and then it's sold out for weeks? They just really like being uh, supply limited. I apparently. guess so. So, yeah, send us your pictures and videos of things that you've branded. <laughs> don't brand your car. I, I don't think that's a good idea. And don't brand living things. No, of course not. <laughs> Two antitrust class action lawsuits against Tesla were filed in a federal court in San Francisco last week. So these lawsuits claim that owners of traditional ICE cars can have multiple choices when it comes to maintaining and repairing their vehicles. But the plaintiffs say that Tesla owners only have one option, Tesla service. According to the lawsuit, Tesla is leveraging its market power to restrain servicing of their cars, which violates federal antitrust laws. 
So they allege that Tesla's practices have caused Tesla owners to, quote, suffer lengthy delays in repairing or maintaining their electric vehicles, only to pay super competitive prices for those parts and repairs once they are finally provided. Now, it's hard to break down how much Tesla customers paid for service last year because Tesla lumps service, superchargers, insurance, and merchandise sales into one revenue category. Um, that number, by the way, for 2022 is $6 billion. Now, I mean, I generally don't like to run these kinds of stories because, let's be honest, anyone can file a lawsuit. Um, but we were hanging out with our friends on Patreon over the weekend. And this is a little plug, by the way, for our Patreon perks. We have monthly live streams with our patrons. Um, and when we asked if we should report on this story, it was kind of a mixed bag. I thought everyone's going to be like, no, don't. But a lot of people said, yeah, we should. We should hear about it. And I think that this comes from a lot of people's experience with Tesla service. I know that a lot of people have really good experiences. Um, some people have less than ideal experiences we are hearing about one of our patrons who um you know lives in vermont and the closest american uh service center is down here in massachusetts three hours away um, or new york um the actual closest one is up in montreal and during covid yeah. when you couldn't get into canada they were saying oh just go to canada and right. he was like i cannot do that well plus it's two hours away right and so i mean i think that this lawsuit wouldn't necessarily come up if it weren't for problems like this. Right. Now, I know that both of these were filed in San Francisco, so I think that they have a fairly close by service center. Yeah, no, I think the other problem is that Tesla does have some uh, third party establishments that can do work in your car, but there's very few and far between. And I think what people are asking for is, look, we were willing to give you a break Tesla in the early days, but now you should have more licensed third parties that can do most of the work on our cars. And I think that Tesla has really just not pushed forward with as many service centers as they could be doing, or at least to um, match up with the number of car sales that they're right. doing, which has been ramping up significantly. And the number of service centers coming online has been uh, lackluster proportional to that. And how can I say this? At certain service centers of Tesla's, um, the people aren't usually that friendly. I think that goes a long way. And I think that Tesla just hasn't put a big enough push on hiring the right people, especially customer facing people. I'm not saying the techs have to be super friendly, but like there should be the those people that you talk to at the front desk and they should be nice because when they are, it goes a long way. And to be clear, I don't think that this what we're talking about has anything to do with the lawsuit. No, it's I mean, they're tangentially related, but I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to win this lawsuit. I'm right. also not a lawyer. Um, so we'll we'll have to see how it goes. I don't think it's going to get very far, but maybe it's going to bring up some issues that Tesla can helpfully address. Yeah. So what do you think? Does this lawsuit have any merit? Let us know down below. So it looks like VW is taking a play from Tesla's future playbook and has unveiled the ID.2All concept EV hatchback that they say will cost less than 25,000 euro. Yeah. Volkswagen says that the ID.2All represents Volkswagen's new design language, which is based on the three pillars of sustainability, likability and enthusiasm. VW is targeting 450 kilometers or 280 miles of WLTP range with their front wheel drive version. It will come with premium innovations such as travel assist, IQ light and electric vehicle route planner. So when is this going to start deliveries? VW says they'll launch the European edition in 2025. VW also says they plan to launch a sub 20,000 euro car also with the goal of taking 80% of the electric market share in Europe. And so that one's going to be called the ID1 and we do not have any pictures or it's going to be a little bit smaller is what we're told. And it should have a $20,000 starting price and they want that to come out in 2027. But let's just take a step back um, because Volkswagen originally wanted the ID2All to cost $21,000 and it's 
apparently going to cost $27,000. Right. So they want this car to cost $20,000. So it's going to cost $26,000. What's up with the name, by the way? I mean, they... Why are we calling it the ID two all? I think it's the concept. I think that you you roll out with um, the the ID right, which is the I don't even like the name family. When someone says ID, it just conjures up like a passport <laughs> or a bouncer. Like, yeah, um, and, and so like I don't even think that that's not even a good name. So it's ID and then the number, which tells you how high the number is. Sure, and then when it's a concept, you get a little phrase or something at the end of it oh because i don't but remember the, phrases on the previous concepts i don't know because then you also have the id buzz and they haven't changed that one it's that's what like i mean it's ID just so 4. confusing three or something right but vw has cut the price of the redesigned id3 which will go on sale at almost forty thousand euro which is about forty three thousand dollars vw sold three hundred fifty two thousand evs last year as it's trying to catch up with tesla which by the way delivered 1.3 million units in the same period so they're a million units behind <laughs> And also, by the way, Tesla expects to deliver 1.8 million units in 2023. And I think you already mentioned it, but I just want to point out uh, the ID1 is supposed to come out in 2027. It's just around the corner. Just it's just a four years away. Take out your calendars and swipe a little bit. So the IIHS or Insurance Institute for Highway Safety just released results for midsize SUVs that they tested in their updated moderate overlap frontal crash test. So this is the test where they crash vehicles going 40 miles an hour into a 40% frontal barrier. But what is the updated part? So IIHS now puts a second crash test dummy into the back seat. Okay. Uh, so what did they find? The Ford Mach-E and the Tesla Model Y topped the list. Then why aren't they at the top of the list? That's a really good question, because according to the chart, the Mach-E should be at the top with all green goods, and the Model Y should be number two with only one acceptable in the last column. Uh, huh? So then why is the Ford Explorer at the top of their list? <laughs> It's a very misleading chart. Normally, you look at a chart. I mean, they seem to have laid it out roughly in best to worst. But then, yeah, if you're a consumer quickly leafing through something, you look at the top, you're like, OK, Explorer's the best. That's the one I'll get. But it's not the best. It's a little bizarre, especially since you remember that IIHS awarded its top safety pick plus award to the Model Y. Right. But this is an important test because they didn't used to talk about people in the back seat. They were just like, I don't know, who cares? Now they're actually, you know, this dummy is supposed to be the same as a 12 year old. And they see like what happens to that person in the back seat. And uh, if you go to the bottom of the list, uh, there's lots of injuries that happen to, to dummies or people that mm -hmm. would be in this crash at the bottom of the list. So, I mean, kudos to IIHS because a lot of the things that they crash test for, then the auto manufacturers try to improve their safety, you know, putting in curtain airbags and mm -hmm. better seat restraints so that things don't happen. In this particular test, a lot of the seatbelts were riding up from your waist mm -hmm. to your mid section. And so then when it gets pulled in, uh, it damages you. And I think the other thing to point out here is that it's no real surprise that two EVs top the chart. Exactly. Because um, obviously they're bigger, heavier. Well, and this could be why they kind of fooled around with the list <laughs> so that people wouldn't see the obvious, oh, well, the EVs are at the top. And it, it has been obvious for so long. It's just that usually it's only been Tesla. And so we've right. been able to be like, oh, Teslas are so great. Right. But it's like, good job, Maki. Exactly. So it appears that according to cybersecurity analyst Dominic Alveri, SpaceX was hacked recently by a group called Lockbit. 
According to their dark web post, Lockbit allegedly stole about 3,000 drawings certified by SpaceX engineers from a SpaceX supplier called Maximum Industries. And according to the post, SpaceX has until March 20th to pay ransom or they will launch the auction to find the highest bidder for the plans. Now, there's been no comment from SpaceX or Maximum Industries, so take this whole report with a grain of salt. It could just be a hoax, but it is often the case that companies don't comment when they've been hacked. So it's funny to note that according to Cyber News, the leader of Lockbit apparently uses Starlink to hide the group's activities and locations. So that's not fair. If you're going <laughs> to ransom someone, you can't use their service. But I also wonder if it's just going to be like <laughs> SpaceX, we're here. <laughs> we located you. It's <laughs> really weird. Speaking of SpaceX. Tesla owner Silicon Valley tweeted out a video of Starship's static fire test and said, can't wait for us to get to Mars, orbital launch soon. Elon tweeted back saying, SpaceX will be ready to launch Starship in a few weeks. The launch timing depends on FAA license approval. Assuming that takes a few weeks, first launch attempt will be near end of third week of April, a.k.a. 420. What is Elon's obsession with 420? Look, I, it's it's more of a meme thing than it is a weed thing. Uh, like, I think it's just a funny thing that internet culture has latched onto, and Elon has latched onto it too. But back to the first orbital launch of Starship. If it happens on April 21st, it's still going to be really exciting. Exactly. But Elon did tweet out that fate loves irony, so, you know, chances are great that it might be 420 launch. So we now get our first look at the Kia EV9 all-electric SUV. No prices yet, no real specs to speak of. I mean, it's a three-row SUV, which Kia designers call refined boxiness and a strong and confident stance. Hey, Bob, is that your new electric SUV? <laughs> I like it. It's got kind of like a refined boxiness to it. It's It's got a strong and confident stance. <laughs> it has two 12.3-inch screens and a new infotainment system for Kia. And the two middle row seats swivel to face backwards, kind of like on Chrysler minivans from like 15 years ago. So good innovation there. <laughs> and don't forget, it's got a digital tiger. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Interface on the front grill with digital lighting. And all of this is really cool, but it would be nice to know, you know, the battery size, the range, the charging speed, and the price. All in good time, Padawan, all in good time. First, you must bask in the marketing teases, the ultra close-ups, and the sexy shots of the lights. Don't get ahead of yourself, for you are not yet ready. I mean, seriously, though, we have to wait until later this month for more info. Just enjoy the digital tiger face. Remember, you have a lot to learn about the ways of Big Auto. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by Hanson Shaving. I love my Hanson Shaver. I use it every week. I think that you will like one if you get one. Uh, It is a single-bladed razor, which means that you can get extremely affordable blades um, instead of having to buy those crappy cartridges that get clogged and full of, you know, your hair and gunk. Um, I mean, it's quality first, but it's definitely sustainable second. Like, that's the amazing part about this. I mean, the steel blades are recyclable, um, unlike cartridges which are you know plastic and really really sharp metal um hard to take that apart and recycle it properly yeah can you imagine working in that factory of like having to take those apart every day they don't have that because that's not a thing so it just gets <laughs> landfilled if you want to get 100 free blades you can use our code now you know when you check out with the blades in your cart Dave McPhee from Idaho was the one millionth passenger on the Boring Company's Las Vegas Convention Center loop last week during the Con Expo Con Ag trade show. Wait, a million rides already? How long has the Las Vegas Convention Center loop been open? It opened to passengers in June of 2021, and back then it could handle 4,431 passengers per hour. Now it has grown to a fleet of 70 Teslas and gives hundreds of thousands of people rides every year. It only costs the convention center $47 million to build and allows convention center attendees the ability to travel 1.7 miles underground between North, Central, and South exhibit halls. And now there's an offshoot tunnel to the Resorts World Hotel, which is across Las Vegas Boulevard from the convention center. That must be a huge draw for Resorts World. Well, it better be because it cost them $4.3 billion to build Resorts World. So that just gives you some context to how cheap the tunnel was. $4.3 billion to build a building, $4.7 million to build this long tunnel. So that's one-tenth of one percent of the cost. And I can imagine if you're going to the convention center that you'd want to stay at a hotel that's immediately connected. Yeah. And also, I didn't know that companies did like millionth customer things. I thought that that was just an internet scam. (laughs) You're the four billionth Google search. You get a free Xbox. And you're like, oh, I'm being scammed. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe the boring company is scamming them. And GM's Cruise announced at South by Southwest last week that they'll be offering autonomous rides to the public soon in Austin, Texas in their Origin RoboTaxi. 
CEO Kyle Vogt said first crews will start testing the all-electric origin on public roads in Austin with their employees in the coming weeks and then open to the public in Austin and Phoenix, Arizona, quote, in a matter of months. So the origin, which was first unveiled in January of 2020, is a collaboration between the parent company of Cruise, which is GM, and the investor, Honda. And they're being made at GM's Factory Zero plant in Detroit and Hamtrank, Michigan. It has no steering wheel or pedals. It is bi-directional and its seats face each other. Cruise seems to be expanding and cutting back at the same time. Yeah, in the beginning of 2022, Cruise had about 30 mainly modified Chevy Bolt vehicles in their fleet, uh, mainly in San Francisco. That has grown to 100 by last September, and Cruise says they plan to add 5,000 more. But Cruise is burning cash, about $2 billion burned in 2022. Right. Cruise had planned to be up and running in 2022, but they were delayed for a number of reasons, including safety investigations. And here's the problem with any kind of taxi service. If you don't reach a critical mass of enough vehicles in an area, then no one uses your service. Because like, if you go out and you're like, okay, I'm going to work today. I'm going to call up a cruise. Oh, it's going to be two hours. Right. You can't use them. You so can't have Bob's taxi service. You call me and I'll come pick you up. Unless I'm busy, in which case you're going to have to wait. And this is kind of what I think is the problem. They're in San Francisco. They're going to be in Austin. They're going to be in Phoenix. It's like, I think you should pick one, get enough critical mass, and then move on to the next city. Hmm. But that's just me. All right, it's time for Going Green. And check this out, Jesse. This is the Bobcat S7X all-electric skid steer loader. So this is an all-electric Bobcat. Yeah. I mean, really good for places, uh, especially if you're going to do work in an enclosed space. Like a lot of times you're digging out a basement or something and those diesel fumes would make it really hard for your workers. You'd have to like pump that all out. Um, and then talk about this. This is not there yet. It's just a concept. But this is their rogue autonomous skid steer loader. And so it's autonomous, but I don't see any LIDAR on it. Yeah. And, and I only see a guy with an iPad. So I don't know if they've gotten the autonomous part down yet or if this is just kind of like doesn't even look like an iPad. It looks like a remote control. <laughs> right. I mean, which is cool, but like, wouldn't the guy just be in the cab doing the same thing? <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't and then be... he'd be able to see a little bit. I don't know. Like, look, I don't know. I don't know about skid steers. You tell me about that in the comments. But I think it's cool, though. It's cool, but I wonder how much of this is just like, we're futuristic. I think we should go out to the, they have like a big playpen area, like, you know, what you're seeing here, which is like this big dirt filled stadium where they test things. drive one around all right yeah i think it'd be fun i think it'd be fun if one of us drove one and one drove the other and we had like a little war because the funny thing is you think like oh this is going to be quieter but usually the loudest part is just the backup beep <laughs> beep 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 well, and so it doesn't matter well now don't trucks have that <laughs> sound you, when you they back could. up you could i just haven't heard one probably because it's all the ones that i've seen from the 90s right all right it's time for sunspots So this infographic shows every oil and gas spill in the U.S. from 2010 to 2022. And I want to just leave it up for a second so it can all just sink in, pun intended. Wait, so there were 4,901 oil and gas spills in just the U.S.? And these are just the ones that were reported? Yeah. Can you imagine how many, like, I'm sure there's tons of spills that happen. And it's like, hey, Frank, we should report that, huh? Nah, you Not know what? We'll clean it up before lunch. It should be fine. 
And most of these spills were crude oil at 51% of spills. Yeah. And just a note about gasoline spills. And I know a bit about this because I've served on my local board of health for over 20 years. So when gasoline spills, it can get into groundwater and it's nearly impossible to remediate. MTBE, which is methyl tert butyl ether. It's an additive that they've added to gasoline since the 80s. It was meant to like boost octane. And then they found out how bad it was. And luckily, many states started banning it in the early 2000s when they found out how awful it really was, but not before we contaminated millions of people's groundwater. But I digress. This chart was interesting. Most of the spills were in Texas. Wow. Almost 2000 oil and gas spills in Texas. And what a weird world we live in, because Texas is number one in oil spills and number one in wind energy. <laughs> like, make up your mind, Texas. It's a big state. That's that's why. Let's be real. But still, that's uh. I wouldn't want that much oil and gas spilling in my state. Well, and here's the thing. When there's a spill, if it doesn't directly affect you, you're like, I don't care. Mm. But with this many spills, there's so many that are probably bound to affect you. And you may not know it because mm. you don't know where your water comes from. If it comes from an aquifer, that spill could be miles away from your aquifer and it's still probably affecting your aquifer. Or it could take years to affect you because exactly. groundwater takes kind of a long time to get places sometimes. Yes. And so, it, you know, if you're drawing from a well, it can start to draw pollutants towards it. Exactly. And that could, you know, if you have a big draw, that could just be polluting people along the way who have smaller draws. And the reason I think we need to talk about this is that there's a real narrative right now that climate change is just a story created by people who want to make your life suck. One of their big arguments is that look at all these people that have been trying to scare you for decades and nothing's happened. Or the oldie but goodie. Even if the earth is warming up, it's not caused by us humans. So let's keep doing what we've been doing. But I think that everyone, no matter where they stand on climate change, can agree that oil spills are bad. Now, for a couple hundred years, we haven't had an alternative to fossil fuels. There were no solar panels in the 1800s. But now we have them. So the next time someone starts spouting off their climate change is a hoax spiel, stop them short and send them this clip and say, maybe you're right. But do you like oil spills? Because... When there's a huge solar energy spill, it's just called a nice day. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. And before we get to it, we need your stories. We've only got a few left in the can. So if uh, if you've got a story or if you're thinking of one, it only takes two minutes or less. You go out there with your camera, you'll be done in two minutes. Uh, shoot it in landscape, have some good audio, make sure, sure the wind isn't blowing too hard and uh, no music and send it to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. So what do we got this week, Jess? York sent us this story about what's in his driveway. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is York. Coming to you from beautiful, snowy Utah, best snow on earth. I wanted to show you what our Sunday afternoon family dinners look like. That's my car, 2018, over 100,000 miles. That's John and Whitney's. Over there you see Julie and Alex's. This is Ann's. And you can see my messy garage, but that's Laurie's. And that's Paul and Brooks. So when we all get together, we have a good time. Holy crap. That was six Teslas in his driveway. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine their neighbors? And I mean, that only took him 45 seconds to film. So yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't take long for a video contributor story. But I think that's amazing. Can you imagine the people around him who are like, whoa, York. What's going on? Did you win the lottery? All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. And uh, we've got a bunch of Investor Club bonus stories this week. We've also got our Disruptive Investing EV news stories. You're going to want to go check out on our Disruptive Investing channel. And for PBS, we've got tons of cool stories, including how e-bikes are killing people. 
Ooh, something that Pete Buttigieg said. A little bit about Waze and uh, lots more. So if you want to check that out, you can head over to patreon.com slash now you know. You can support us for as little as a buck a month. You'll get the Patreon bonus stories. If you want to support us for a little more, you can get the Investor Club bonus stories. There's lots of other cool perks over there. So go check it out. I urge you. You'll help support this show and you get lots of fun perks. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are awesome people that support us and get their names in the end credits. Who do we got, Jess? Stefan Don, Nigel Broomhall, Walter Howells II, Abu Ali Abdurrahim, and Raymond Hoopko. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, so we had a Patreon poll this week. What was it? It was about Superchargers version four. Um, are they going to be faster than, than uh, you know, 250 kilowatts? Oh, what did, what did our patrons say? Here's what they said. Interesting. Ooh, lots of choices there to give on the poll. We gotta just delve into that. Okay, thanks. All right, time for Elon's Sweets of the Week. We did pare these down, but here we go. Sawyer Merritt said, News, BYD on Tuesday said a media report saying that Tesla is ending cooperation on battery supplies is false. The report is not in line with the actual situation, BYD said in a statement to Reuters. And Elon responded, that media report is false. Relations between Tesla and BYD are positive. So and this is a news story that is canceling out another news story because that news story was wrong. Right. And that's why we generally don't report on random news reports. Better to hear directly from Tesla or Elon. Elon said, fight for truth, whole truth and nothing but. The intent is for this site to be fair and impartial, favoring no party, seeking only the least wrong truth. Musk University quoted Elon, I think what matters is the actions, not what people think of me in the future. I'll be long dead. But the actions that I take, will they have been useful? And Elon replied to his quote. He said, I hope so. Doge designer said Elon Musk wearing a hat on a hat when he was 17. Elon replied. He said, that's me working on my second cousin's wheat farm in Saskatchewan. I think we did a barn raising that day. If you want to see peak human labor productivity, a good old barn raising is it. And then he replied, that whole experience gave me great respect for farmers. They work hard to put food on everyone's table. And then he said, two hats are better than one. And what will be left for us humans to do? We better get a move on with Neuralink. Parents don't realize the Soviet level of indoctrination that their children are receiving in elite high schools and colleges. And this is in response to Aaron's tweet about what happened at Stanford as students basically shout down people who are trying to speak there. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, how the hell is Black Mirror going to do a new season? Elon said they're running out of dystopias. Then Elon retweeted SpaceX's tweet about dragon separation confirmed autonomous docking with the space station on Thursday. Santiago said Instagram is dead in the next three to five years. Every single image in social media will be generated by AI. And here's the kicker. It will be impossible to tell fake from reality. I wrote a few lines of Python code to show you how screwed we are. And Elon said, yep. I mean, I would argue that most of the stuff on Instagram is photoshopped, but. Elon tweeted out the singularity. No, really, it'll be great. And then now Teslafy said, when more FSD rollout? And Elon said, version 11 starts going wide this weekend. And watch for in-depth of ours on Friday, where we're going to hopefully be testing out the new version. Richard Hanania says, Macron takes on the gerontocracy. Pensions make up 14.5% of the GDP in France compared to 7.5% in the U.S. Perhaps this is the great filter. Societies advance, then strangle future generations to give everything to olds. Leader must have courage to end this. Elon says, that is a very real risk. Yikes. Dare said, whenever you call Sam Altman to ask why OpenAI is no longer a nonprofit or even open. Elon said, I'm still confused as to how a nonprofit, which I donated $100 million to, somehow became a $30 billion market cap for profit. If this is legal, why doesn't everyone do it? And then Elon tweeted out, Microsoft fired their AI safety team. 
Max Tegmark was replying to Andrew, who was saying, Dear everyone who wants to regulate and slow down AI, please stop fighting over who has the most correct reason for the slowdown. Just work together and make it happen. And then Max Tegmark said, Agreed, an unregulated race to the bottom will end badly for the human race. And Elon agreed with Max. Elon said, It's kind of flattering to be insulted on this site, to be honest. Massimo tweeted this out. Why are some languages spoken faster than others? A recent research suggested that different tongues, regardless of speed, transmit information at roughly the same rate. So that's the speed they speak it on the left. And on, in light blue is how much information is actually getting across. And then Elon said this, which is pretty interesting. Larger vocabulary means better data compression, fewer words needed to express concepts, so higher data rate. Elon tweeted out this meme. I can't wait for society to collapse so my ideology can rise triumphant from the ashes. Elon says, describes a significant portion of this platform. Yeah, I think Elon's trying to say, don't just sit there quietly thinking things, put them out there. So that way you don't have to wait for society to collapse before right. you before want you to implement say. <laughs> some of your ideas. Elon says, it's exciting to see more and more public figures engaging in active dialogue on this platform. Sure, people will say foolish things from time to time, myself especially, but that's way better than silence or sanitized press releases. They're basically just boring propaganda. He went on to say, best way to fight misinformation is to respond with accurate information, not censorship. This is from Alex Voigt. He's a German auto journalist. And he said, it's not unsurprising that the biggest Tesla haters who attack my tweets with insults, fear, uncertainty, and doubt every day while contributing remarkably little, mostly no facts at all, work when their identities are determined either directly for German auto manufacturers or their tier one suppliers. And Elon wants to look more into this. And then Elon talked about that Twitter will open source all code used to recommend tweets on March 31st. And Eva Fox says Twitter recommended tweets are very powerful tools that can shape users' opinions. That's why to prove its integrity and show its transparency, Twitter will open source all the code on the 31st. Elon said, exactly. In the months ahead, we will use AI to detect and highlight manipulation of public opinion on this platform. Let's see what the PSYOP cats drags in. <laughs> so uh, this is like the first time that a major social media platform has actually opened up their algorithm code. Yeah, that has been one of the most closely guarded secrets yep. in this space. It's kind of incredible. Peter Diamantis says there's no upper limit to aging. And then Elon responded, heat death of the universe. So. You're right, Elon. It's five billion <laughs> what, years what or whatever it is. What a physicist's answer. <laughs> Nat Friedman said, the best startup advice used to be ignore competitors, just make something people want. These days, it seems like everyone is obsessed with moats and market structures and the behavior of incumbents. Seems like we've gone too far. Just make something people want. And Elon liked that tweet. Then Elon uh, tweeted out this poem, which he says, take that, chat GPT. And uh, we'll pause for a second so you can read it. Jack Farshi says, breaking, the London Metal Exchange has discovered bags of stones instead of the nickel that underpinned a small handful of its contracts at a warehouse in Rotterdam. And Elon says, bag holders, literally. So you don't send an auditor to check what's in the bags before you buy them? And then Elon tweeted out Archangel 12, his son. Some cute pictures over the year. Elon said, congrats to SpaceX team for launching two rockets within four hours. That's cool. Doge designer said, Midjourney is unreal. Elon said, true. Midjourney is that AI that can draw pictures. Do you just tell it what you want? Elon said, at the risk of sounding insane, there is the option of drinking normal water. <laughs> Cheers to that. Pomp says, the continued protection of free speech is about to become very important in the U.S. Shibatoshi Nakamoto says, it makes me sad that the folks that used to fight for fairness and tolerance and understanding are on the suppressed speech side now for some crazy reason. Elon said, yeah, it's bizarre. Shibatoshi went on to say, CNN realizing that San Francisco is a stupid piece of city. 
And this is because uh, basically reporters to CNN went into town hall and they had the car broken into in four seconds. Shibatoshi went on to say they're really good at parking tickets, though. They got the A plus squad on shaking down citizens for money, but actually reducing real crime. Not so much. Elon said, are the police in San Francisco actually allowed to reduce crime? All in talk says five bank failures in roughly a week. And he's quoting here from David Sachs. There's clearly a larger phenomenon going on here. Elon said the Fed is operating with way too much latency in their data. Rates need to drop immediately. And he went on to say engineering is true magic. Viva says if this happens, it'll be the beginning of Trump's reelection. This is talking about that the Dems want to put uh, Trump in handcuffs and probably an orange jumpsuit. And Elon said if this happens, Trump will be reelected in a landslide victory. And I just want to point out, this is one of those quotes that often gets taken out of context by the media. And it's like, well, Elon wants something. It's like he's just stating what's probably going to happen if this other thing happens. Right. Why make a martyr? generally doesn't work well in history. This tweet from five years ago from Eliza saying safely aligning a powerful AGI is difficult. Elon says your doomsday scenarios are being read by the AI. Yeah, so they've now got five years of data to go by. Peter Diamante says an asteroid 10 kilometers in diameter, slightly smaller than San Francisco, made the most dominant species extinct. Our asteroid defense system needs to grow exponentially if humanity hopes to survive. Elon says true. Oh, now you're going to just bum me out. President Biden said, look, I think you should be able to be a billionaire if you can earn it, but just pay your fair share. I think you ought to pay a minimum tax of 25%. It's about basic fairness. Elon said, I paid 53% taxes on my Tesla stock options, 40% federal, 13% state, so I must be lifting the average. I also paid more income tax than anyone ever in the history of Earth for 2021, and we'll do that again in 2022. Community notes, is the 3% number cited above accurate? Then Elon went on to say, I certainly agree that everyone should pay taxes and not engage in elaborate tax avoidance schemes. Would be curious to hear how the other billionaires are so good at avoiding taxes. We should get rid of Gratz, but maybe other things too. And Gratz are grantor retained annuity trusts. It's basically a financial instrument used in estate planning to minimize taxes on large financial gifts to family members. Kat Turd said corrupt New York City District Attorney Alvin Bragg received a million dollars from Soros in his election for New York City's district attorney. Elon says Soros figured out a clever arbitrage opportunity. The many small political contests such as DAs and judges have much higher impact per dollar spent than the big races. So it is far easier to sway the outcome. Elon says Banks is the best sci-fi writer. He's talking about Scottish writer Ian Banks of the Culture series. Kristen tweeted out the software update that's coming out. Elon says we're close to using neural nets all the way from image space to vector space to control. I can't wait to test it out on Friday. Max says, let's not just focus on whether GPT-4 will do more harm or good on the job market, but also on whether its coding skills will hasten the arrival of superintelligence for which AI safety researchers have so far failed to discover any safety guarantees. And Elon says, maximum truth seeking is my best guess for AI safety. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that like, oh, AI is only going to be really scary when it's like able to rebuild robots, but it's like, it's able to code yeah. and it's made out of code. So it's able to replicate itself now, I guess, if it wanted to. Exactly. Elon said, press at twitter.com now auto responds with a poop emoji. So he's basically gotten rid of the press department at Twitter like he does at so many other companies. Chris Back says, you can learn an important lesson from Credit Suisse. And Elon said, even the mighty can fall if leadership makes bad decisions. Hard to believe these days that Apple was months from bankruptcy before Jobs returned. Yeah, so you take a great company, you build it up with a great leader, you hand it over to another leader, it almost fails. The great leader comes back and gets it back up again. Leadership. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember that you can send your stories into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com because we have the best community in the world. So let's see what we got this week. Craig wrote in to ask, does the definition of an iced charging stall need to be extended? 
Um, or do we need to call this a snowed charger? Uh, just so you know, this supercharger is in Oakdale, Minnesota, and was not indicated as an available charger in Tesla's navigation map. Well, at least they knew to take it off. Yeah, you wouldn't do that to a business. You wouldn't just put all the snow in front of their door. Kim sent us this email about Canada's postal service going electric. Nanaimo, British Columbia is the first city to make the switch and introduce their 14 new electric vans. Sweet. Nice, Nanaimo. Carrie spotted this EV Hummer driving around Greenville, South Carolina. Denver found this Mercedes EQS charging in a parking garage in Winter Garden, Florida. And Denver also sent us this rainbow of Teslas that he has spotted in his travels. Pretty. Francis sent us this photo of a purple Model X he found in Monrovia, California. Axel saw these VinFast EV chargers in Hanoi, Vietnam. Johan just picked up his liquid silver Model Y in Tilburg, the Netherlands. Wow, that's pretty. That looks really good. Maurice spotted this Ford Mach-E in St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands. Nice. And Stephen sent us some pictures from the recent Fully Charged Live event in Australia. Thank you so much to members of our community for being out there with your cameras and your phones and your... They're the reporters. You're like reporters in the field. I love our community mail time section. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what people have reviewed. Hello, Jack and Jesse. This is the new Supercharger in Larissa, Greece. It's the fourth Supercharger now on the way from Thessaloniki to Athens. Eight stall, 250 kilowatt in the Fashion City outlet. And there is a children's paradise coffee there. Eight out of 10 because it is far away, quite far away from the highway to Athens. Thank you. It's Mike coming from Minden, Ontario, Canada at the brand new version three supercharger. Unfortunately, it's so new, it's not open yet. Having said that, it's located right next to Highway 35 in a Canadian Tire gas bar, right in the corner in a convenient spot. Next door is another gas bar, and next to that is a Tim Hortons where you can get your caffeine fix. Minden's located about an hour and a half northeast of Toronto in cottage country, and superchargers up here are very few and far between, so this is very welcome. I'm just on my way home from skiing at Sir Sam's about a half hour from here, and need to top up at the local version two chargers just around the corner. I give this location an eight out of 10, only because I've got to go to a seven kilowatt per hour charger and charge up to get home. This is Doug from Canningsburg, Pennsylvania. This is a new multi-stall Tesla installation, but I am uh, not a Tesla owner yet. I am still driving my Ram 1500 until I get my Tesla Cybertruck. But this is located right at a Sheets gas station. It's open 24 seven with food and restrooms. So I give it a five out of 10, thank you. Hi, I'm Greta, and this is the 8-stall Iowa City Supercharger. It's version 3, but there's not much to do around here. There is a Starbucks and a Wahlburgers. Overall, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. If you want to check it out, it's over on our website, nianochannel.com. Oh, and you know, we were just talking with our patrons the other day in our monthly live stream, and one of them said he wrote an app. So that you can, because it doesn't look that good. Let's be honest. Our our website looks horrible. It on sucks. The web, but like that was written by an intern five years ago. Yeah. But uh, so we're going to go check that out and see if we can get that up and running. That'd be great. All right. So what do we got for new superchargers? We got the three stall in Shanghai, China. We got the eight stall in Bristol, Pennsylvania. We got the seven stall in Gaithersburg, Maryland. We got the eight stall in Newark, Delaware. We got number 53 in Spain. It's the 12 stall in San Jose de la Rinconada, Spain. The eight stall in Sebring, Florida. The three stall in Hanning, China. The three stall in Ganju, China. The three stall in Changsha, China. Number 42 in the Netherlands, the 16 stall version four in Hardewijk, Netherlands. Number 158 in Germany is the 12 stall in Hamburg, Wandsbeck, Germany. Number 104 in Norway is the 40 stall in Gardermoen, Norway. 
Number 43 in Maryland is the 12 stall at Northeast Pulaski Highway, Maryland. Number 32 in Indiana is the 12 stall in Chesterton, Indiana. Number 127 in Florida is the 8 stall in Orlando, Florida. Number 41 in Washington is the 12 stall in Tacoma, Washington. The 4 stall in Valladolid, Mexico. Number 40 in Georgia is the 12 stall in Marietta. Number 57 in Virginia is the 8 stall in Portsmouth, Virginia. Number 61 in Pennsylvania is the 8 stall in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Number 71 in Sweden is the 12 stall in Orebro, Sweden. We've got the 4 stall in Cuenquem, Mexico. And number 32 in Mexico is the 8 stall in Monterey. We've got the 3 stall in Shantou, China. Number 12 in Delaware is the 8 stall in Newark. Number 121 in South Korea is the 8 stall in Gumi, South Korea. Number 64 in Japan is the 4 stall in Tokyo. Number 107 in the UK is the 16 stall in Le Delamere. The 3 stall in Haifei, China. The 3 stall in Longyan, China. The 6 stall in Hangzhou, China. The 3 stall in Yinchuan, China. And number 1,610 in China and 4,844 in the world is the 6 stall in Xiamen, China. Double page list. That's a lot of supercharge. You made it through the show. Pat yourself on the back. And, you know, the reason why we do the superchargers, kind of like how, why we do the tweets, is uh, if you're seeing where all the superchargers go, and I don't mean that you should be taking notes or anything, but then you get a sense of, like, where Tesla's going. Because if you notice Mexico, it started with, like, one supercharger, and then it's just gone, and it yeah. just slides over on the list. And I think they're just going to just keep going like that. I think Mexico is going to become a huge market for them, which in my brain tells me they're going south. I think... Tesla's thinking about going into a place that a lot of car manufacturers don't really think about, which is Latin America and South America. But anyway, thank you so much. And to all these people going by right here, these are our Patreons who give $5 or more a month. You can become one of them. It's super easy. Head over to patreon.com slash now you know. Join us as little as a buck a month. Get all of our Patreon stories. Join us for five bucks a month. Get on our end credits. Join us for eight bucks a month. Get to join us every month on our live stream where we hang out and have a good time. Join us for 10 bucks a month where you get to join our investor club where you get investor club bonus stories. You get to talk to CEOs on our live streams. It's pretty cool. You also get a Slack where we talk about all sorts of things with all sorts of really intelligent people who already know about Tesla. And it's not full of just crypto bros who exactly. are like, oh, you want to know a cool investment strategy? Also, we've got t-shirts. We've got mugs. We've got so many cool perks there. So it's worth, I think, just heading over there and seeing what you think. And you can just drop in there for a buck a month and check it out. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to hit the like button if you haven't already. We'll see you next week. Now you know. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.